What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Hello. So uh, we're currently recording during the last uh, five minutes. I, exactly I, I, four minutes left. So the uh, Blues and Islanders, David Perron, has extended his uh, point streak Ain't to 12 right. games. Ain't right. Fan favorite, David Perron. There you go. Thank you very much. And it, 12, uh, excuse me, 12 games and 15 points in those games. 12 games in a row with a point, 15 points total, six goals and nine assists. He's uh, already uh, passed his goals from last year, but tonight's goal, 17. That's 16. insane. Yeah. <coughs> that so. is insane that he's, uh, he's doing that well. Because, I mean, he was last coming Last year he was almost points per game last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, and mind you, a very talented and high-scoring team, too, last year on top of that. So Yes. So, we actually talk about all positive stuff this week. I mean, I don't know what to do with ourselves this week because it's it's all nice and fun. It's probably since the first game of the year where we were actually like before the first game of the year we were very excited about things, and now we're kind of uh, three games in a row. Uh, another goalie controversy, I guess you could say. Oh, I'd say so. Uh, and um, some interesting call-ups. The team is – Kind of maybe gelling at the right time. I don't know. Like, I, it's very uh, – they finally got over the hump with the three-game winning streak. Thank Hopefully. God. So, uh, it took them almost, what, 42 games, 43 games? 43 games. Yeah, so it took a while, but those are fifth try, and they finally got it. So, it wasn't a game that they lost by a lot. They actually succeeded. Uh, the last game they tried was that Pittsburgh game where they got smoked to, on the, like, four for four power play goals. And oh, they got I was there. Six to one. Yeah, I know. So, um so, first game we're going to talk about. There's really not too much off-ice news this week, so we're going to have some injuries we'll talk about as the, maybe the games go on. But yeah. uh, Alexander Steen out again with, uh, yeah. a couple, for a couple weeks. Uh, some other – we have uh, some interesting call-ups. Some Kenzie McEachern makes his uh, NHL debut, which is crazy. Uh, so, a guy that I kind of, like, thought would maybe never make it, maybe a career HL or winds up making his now his third game playing in this New York Islanders game. So, uh, got a little tussle with Cal Clutterbuck there, which I thought was good. Uh, so, Sammy Blaze back up again. Jordan Cairo is back up again. Jordan Nolan is back up again. And, what we talked about last time, Jordan Bennington is up. And he had his first career start and his first career shutout. Man. Immediately igniting great. things. Yeah, and looked great in that game. So, I mean – once again, people are saying, "Do the Blues play for Allen? Is it Allen that's the problem?" I don't. I don't know, man. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. There's a lot of different theories out there, but go ahead. Well, we talked about this um, in our with our friends a couple days ago, and the short answer is, yeah, I do think that they get up and play for Bennington right now more than Allen. But I mean, we're we're not that many years removed away from having this exact same conversation in reverse when we talk about Brian Elliott and Jake Allen or Yaroslav Halak and Brian Elliott, you know, it, it's, it seems like 
this team, con- or Carter Hutton and Jake Allen. Yeah, so it doesn't it, matter. It him. seems like this team constantly is playing for the number two guy. Um, and is that really the case? I don't know. But, you know, it, it sure on paper seems that way. Yeah, it's real interesting on how it just kind of turned out all these years. Like, maybe as at, like outside of maybe the Minnesota series for when we played in a yeah, playoffs where he stole that series from us. Yeah. Maybe it's just one of those things where that, you know, we always talk about that clutch save. And maybe Allen has been solid, but when there's that like huge save, maybe it's either happened after like maybe some weaker goals have gone in or something else has gone, you know, like it's I been. I disagree with you. Yeah. That's so it's kind of right. like, like when he let in, um, what was the game uh, where he had a couple of like weak ones going? Oh, the Dallas game, not the one we're going to talk about, the one before this that we talked about last week. Um, he let a couple in that were pretty freaking weak, the yeah. Tyler Sagan goal, and then the Dallas Stars came back and had some awesome chances, and he made some amazing saves and maybe kept the Blues close into it, but yet that third goal killed them, yeah, and they just couldn't come back. So maybe it's one of those things where – and I'm not going to say I'm not an Allen hater or maybe an Allen, like super over a top Allen supporter. It's like, I was looking for a good goaltending. It comes from Jake Allen. It comes from Jordan Bennington. Hell, if you bring back Roman Turek and he's a good goalie, fine. Agree. I don't care. No, you I know? Like, that's all I care about. So I, I agree with you. And I think that, I think because for the vast history of this team's existence, we've always had that goalie who's been good but just can't quite get over the hump. You know, for me, that starts with Curtis Joseph. Like, I, I remember Vince Riendo, but for me, the first Blues goalie of record is Curtis Joseph. Yeah. And, and, and Curtis Joseph was the guy who was much maligned for being the guy who would, you know, get you in the playoffs and then completely forget how to play hockey and just get lit up in the playoffs. Um, you know, there was obviously the series in 93 against the Hawks when we were the eighth seed and they were the one. Joseph stood on his head and shut him out for two and two-thirds of a game, but, you know, got torched the next series by the Leafs. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you move on down the line, and it's, it's always been a case of it seems like it's the goalie that lets you down. Or um, some strange occurrence happens, like for the Grant Fuhrer injury. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And look, man, I know that to be a goalie is a thankless job. When your team wins, it's because, man, we scored so many goals. But when you lose, it's because the goalie couldn't stop the puck. Yeah, it's the first so, test. Like for football, it's always the quarterback, even though. Right. You know. I, or, you know, the kicker. No one remembers the 16 field goals you made. It's the one you didn't. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that it's always easy to pile on the goalie, but you know, look, I almost called him Chester. Jordan Bennington has looked great in his first three starts and now his fourth. Allen looked phenomenal against the Capitals the other night. Maybe yeah, and, and more importantly, the team has looked great in front of both of those guys the last handful of games. So maybe it truly is a a issue of the team's finally starting to gel and pick up some of the slack on the goalies. And I think they both at this point know the different styles that these two guys have. And they know that when, when you're playing in front of Jake, 
you can't play the way you would when you play in front of Jordan. Yeah, so it's a it's interesting to kind of see that uh, how the team has turned around. Like for example, uh, Jay Bowmeister has rolled back the clock a couple of years. Jay Bowmeister looked fantastic. He's looked maybe that hip was finally healed, and he's looked like a good defenseman. Let's just put it yeah. that way. He's uh, he has another assist tonight on the prong goal. I had a goal, a couple of goals recently. You know, so I mean, would you like a score update of the? Uh... Islanders lose game. I'm hoping it's two to one us. We are heading to overtime. Okay, I just saw that. So, and right now the shots are 31 24 Blues. I mean, they're doing and well. That first period was poop. That first yeah. period was like 11 to four Islanders. Yeah, but they did not play well and they turned it on in the second and third. So, mind you, on the back, oh, we're on back to backs now, which we'll talk about here. Is so, they're an uglier jersey in the NHL than the New York Islanders. Their third jersey. Yeah, it's how do bad. they continue to get it so wrong? Just bring back the fisherman jersey and wear that. I love that jersey. I don't know why, but I love I, that. I, I found one custom made on a, a buddy of mine who lives in New York and is an Islanders fan sent me the link, and I was able to get a Darius Kasparitis fisherman's jersey in my size for like forty five bucks. Not bad. I needed. I wanted to. I saw they sold them. I, I remember I was telling you that they had them for sale again. At the uh, I don't know if it was a Barclay or the NHL uh, store when you were in New York, and I was like, man, if I had the money, I would tell you to buy me one because that's one of the ones I regret not getting back in the day because I just I don't know why yeah. I really like it. It's always a, it's just a cool jersey to me. I'm the same. I remember thinking it was the ugliest thing in the world when it was their actual jersey, and now maybe it's nostalgia or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I had one, and now I do. Yeah. So Blues got overtime against the Islanders. Let's hope they can pull one out on uh, back to backs. Phrasing there. And let's get into this Dallas game. So, once again, uh, it's our favorite phrase, uh, Blues Hockey brought to you by Bud Light Bud and Goal. Goal. But luckily, it's for the Blues for once. So, Vladimir Tarasenko starting to heat up. I he would say his third, so. you know, Over these last three games. And coincidence, Vladimir Tarasenko scores the blue, and is on fire. The Blues tend to win. That's kind of weird how that works, isn't it? Weird. When your superstar is playing well, things go well. So. Mind you, it's a combination of things, but I think that's a big key factor. I think some people might be overlooking. So, Tarasenko comes in and gets, beats uh, Ben Bishop over his left, right pad. His 13th year from Schwartz and Pareko at the 34-second mark. And we have a Pat Maroon sighting. Uh, Oscar Sundquist with an amazing pass here. And Pat Maroon just has to put a stick out and just tips it by uh, Bishop. His fourth of the year from Sundquist to Bortuzzo. I messed that up again. I apologize. Four okay. hockey legend. Two-one victory for your New York Islanders. Oh, that was quick. They they just beat the Blues butts in overtime. I don't uh, think the Blues were in the offensive zone at all. Uh, well, so take the point. point. I'll take the point. Like I said, I thought they outplayed them. So it happens. It sucks. So two to one Islanders. It happens. Uh, we'll go from there. So Blues up 2-0 in this game for Dallas. Eric Condra gets a goal to make it close. Vladimir Tarasenko on the power play. This is the vintage kind of Vladimir Tarasenko goal. Just on the right side of the goalie, just snipes one top corner on Ben Bishop's short side. His 14th year from Perron and Sundquist, 12-39 mark. And the Blues hold on for a 3-1 win. And so Bennington wins his third game. Uh, technically, if you consider the AHL game before that, his fourth because yeah. he had a shutout then too. So playing really well, 
he gets a gets another win. So, excuse me. And now we'll get into this uh, Capitals game. So this is like the third game of our streak here that they're going to win. So, are we missing the first? The I think I, I think I went out over one two game too early. So let me go back here. So I was supposed to do I clicked the Dallas game and it technically should have been the game before that. So the Dallas game is the second game of the three game winning streak. So I clicked on one too close. Technically I missed the Montreal game. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. so let's do the Montreal game. So we'll uh, pretend that we'll talk about the Dallas one after that. So early on, and then this is where we had a couple injuries happen during this game. So Robert Thomas gets his fifth of the year off a rebound against this is the Canadians game. The 156 yep. mark from O'Reilly and Tarasenko, basically just right in front of Carey Price and just kind of keeps whacking at the rebound, gets a goal. Um, I'm talk about Oscar Sundquist just amazingly has his eighth goal of the year, a shorthanded goal, breaks in, beats Carey Price from O'Reilly and Gunnarsson at the 1642 marker of the first period. A shorthanded goal. So Blues have a power play and a shorthanded goal in the first period. And then Fabry with an awesome pass at Jay Bo Meester. We talked about how Bo Meester's playing extremely well. Yeah. He, uh, Carey Price just looked kind of lost on this. I Carey guess he Price thought he did not have a very good game. He, he looked very pedestrian, to say the least. Uh, I, th- I guess he thought maybe Jay Bo Meester was going to go to his backhand or something. So he kind of started to lean that way. And Bo Meester just went right over the top of his uh, blocker for a second yeah. of the year from Fabry and Perron. The 6.04 mark, the Blues up 3-0. Unfortunately, Brendan Gallagher spoils the shutout streak of Jordan Bennington here. He gets a seven, Brendan Gallagher gets the 17th of the year from Kakniemi and Petri. At the 9.02 mark, Blues up 3-1 going to the third. But Sammy Blay, which is a very cool story here, he grew up near Montreal, always played street hockey, saying that he was uh, Carey Price and Ned or you beat, you know, his friends would be his carry price and he'd score against him. Sammy Blay breaks in with his speed and gets a goal from Sunquist and Petrangelo, the 919 mark. So kind of cool there to see Sammy Blay kind of beat his kind of like childhood uh, hero. So beginning of a streak here. So the Blues wind up beating Montreal four to one. We talked about the Dallas game, three to one. So the fir- going for their first three game win streak. And I mean, people. And people were pissed that Allen was in net, like pissed, because they're like Bennington's the hot hand. I don't know why you do this. I mean, I saw his back to backs, and Allen played well against Washington a couple weeks ago, so I kind of got, I understood. I understood. Uh, yeah, so I was okay with it. So not a big deal. Um. So Al Sovetchin gets a goal here from his uh, office on the power plays, thirty thirty year from Orlov and Boyd. I lose that chance to clear here. It didn't clear. Can we take a minute to talk about the fact that people legitimately were upset that A, Allen didn't stop that shot, and that B, nobody was on Ovechkin? My, yeah, my thing was I wasn't mad at Allen for missing it. I thought they should have may shadowed uh, – Ovechkin a little more because I mean that's all they try to do on that power play and that oh, power great. play was doing they were doing nothing that whole power play like the Blues had him out of the zone the one time they had pressure is when Ovechkin had the puck so my thing I is they should have had someone on him that's or at least that. closer I mean I get you have to if play a certain formula or you know certain spread or oh, whatever but 
if you're gonna if you're gonna bitch at Jake Allen for not making that save, realize who's shooting that puck and what that guy has done his entire career from that spot. Yeah, you you probably you might be able to consider him one, if not the greatest goal scorer. I mean, this could be an argument made in many ways, which I'm not going to get into. Might be and one of the greatest goal scorers ever. I heard it said perfectly by Chris Kerber after he scored that goal. The mark of greatness is when you know where the player is going to go and how he's going to shoot, and you still can't stop it. It's yeah. not like Jake Allen's the only one who he's ever beaten with this shot. He has made a Hall of Fame career out of that shot. It's just like Brett Hall. Brett yeah. Hall with his snapshot in the slot. Every goalie knew it was coming. Every goalie was way prepped on it, and you still couldn't stop him from doing it. You knew where he was going to go. You knew what he was going to do, and he was still going to beat you. So – People, look, I get that Jake Allen is a polarizing figure in this locker room and with this fan base, but you cannot fault Jake Allen for this Alex Ovechkin goal. There is not a goaltender in the league who hasn't been beaten from that exact shot in that exact spot. Yeah, so like I said, uh, somebody uh, or somebody on Twitter was just, I said that and people were calling me out like, oh, like you're dumb for saying that they should have had somebody right on Ovechkin or whatever. I said – you can still do a better job because you kind of know where that's going. I mean, obviously teams that you can't leave. There's a lot of players in the Capitals that are very good. So you can't leave somebody wide open, I guess. But I thought maybe you could have shattered him a little bit more because that power play was getting nothing done. So Yeah, I agree. I would but, say that if you are going to leave someone wide open, maybe not let it be Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, I did see somebody on our uh, another uh, podcast uh, Twitter say that that, stop, that shot was stoppable. Okay, I didn't put. I my response was K, so and you yeah, can guess. Okay. You can guess from there. So, but the Blues responded very well, even though we're playing against former Blues uh, player that we returned in another trade, Phoenix Copley, uh, who has actually done really well this season as the backup for the Capitals. So, uh, Braden Holpe got hurt last game. So I don't know if you read about that, where he took a, um, I think it was either a shot or a stick, and it went through his mask. It gave him a cut. On his face. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's why Hopi got pulled last game, and so Copley started this game. They had back to back, so too, so they uh, decided to start Copley this game just to give Hopi an extra game off to uh, recover. So, and uh, he looked really good the first period, but in the second period, he kind of gave up a. I saw somebody call it a Jake Allen special. You can say what you want. Uh, Ivan Barbashev gets the sixth of the year, unassisted to 318 mark. He basically was behind the net and just stuffed it in and somehow got by Phoenix Copley. So we'll take it. Uh, we'll I take guess we're referring to it as the Jake Allen special because it was soft? I guess. That's what I saw somebody say. All uh, right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, an interesting goal here by Vince Dunn. Uh, it was deflected by two different uh, Capitals players. Yep. His shot hit the defenseman's stick, and then I think I, I want to say Knetsov, but I could be wrong. Hit somebody's stick in front, and then went by Phoenix Copley. So Dunn gets credit well, for it. It actually went off the stomach of whoever it was that was uh, who was who was guarding Braden Shen. It yeah, went in front between Braden Shen's back and the guy from the Capitals, and it bounced off his, we'll say, lower rib cage. 
I'll go with that. It's right into the net. We'll take it. So for, uh, Dunn gets his fourth year from Tarasenko and Schwartz, the 5-11 mark. So within two minutes, the Blues take the lead. And then David Perron with a pretty sweet goal here after a really good keeping by Dunn. Perron gets his 16th year, tying last year's goal total. Is from Dunn and O'Reilly at the eight-minute mark. Blues managed to keep the puck in right around the blue line, and whoever was in front of the net, just I think it was Brett Connolly, just could put like just left David Brown by himself. Yeah, I guess he thought the puck was going out and just left David Brown. Brown just literally got the puck, had nobody around him, and he was right in front of Phoenix uh, Copley and went forehand, backhand, and top shelf. It was a pretty nice goal, I'll say that much. Uh, three to one after two. So what are the Blues going to do going into this game? They're going to rise up and win their third in a row and finally snap that long streak of trying to win a third in a row? Or are they going to fall apart? History this season would tell you they're going to fall apart. Yeah, but but glad to report, not the case. Correct. Um, the Blues play very well in the third period, and – Jake Allen plays very solid as well, uh, making very some key stops, makes the stops he's supposed to, and that's all you can ask of your goalie. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, like I said, is looking like the Vladimir Tarasenko of old with this shot. And I'll tell you, right before he shot that goal, I was screaming at him because he did the one thing that I hate is he, instead of just firing a one-timer, he accepted the pass. Settles it. Settled it and then shot. I'm like, just shoot the puck. Just shoot the puck. Yeah. But hey, man, what do I know? Because he found the back of the net. Yeah. So O'Reilly, Jesus, that dude worked his ass ass off. And he worked his ass off behind the net and gets the puck through defenseman's legs to, uh, he's falling while he does this, to Tarasenko, who settles it and he fires it back through the defenseman's legs into the top corner against yeah. Copley. Amazing pass, amazing shot, power play goal at the 10-24 mark. Tarasenko from O'Reilly and Petrangelo. And the Blues finally get the, the uh, streak broken. They get the third game in a row win. And it's a bit just, funky off your back. Exactly. So, like I kind of talked about what happened tonight. Uh, Blues managed to get a point from the Islanders. Uh Early goal that was kind of uh, – what's your opinion on the early goal from uh, the Islanders? Do you think it was goalie interference or not? No, I don't. I think it was a good goal. I think I think uh, Lee was going for the puck and it just – it was a battle yeah. in front of the net. So that happens. Lee got the early goal. Blues came back and Perron after good work by O'Reilly behind the net. Gets a pass and gets a quick goal. And the third, except we said, extends his point streak to 12 games. His fifth, like we talked about, 15 points and six goals, nine assists during that time period. Unfortunately, in overtime, I did not see what happened. But the Blues got worked in overtime. Yeah. So, so Perron's 12-game point streak, was was O'Reilly's double digits this year? Uh, I don't think so. I think he was close. He was up. He was up there, but I don't think he's double digits. I think he was eight or nine. It was close, but I, I have to do some research that you're looking at. Um, it, it's it's amazing to me that you're looking at two players in Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron leading this team in goals. That one was supposed to be our playmaker, not our goal scorer, and the other one was started the season as our third line winger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
now with Tarasenko heating up, you know, keep in mind there's a lot of talent on this team that's injured. This team, dare I say it, is not that far removed from a wild card spot. I mean, so, going tonight's um, game. I'll look it up now. Hang on, me two seconds. Keep going. Going, going into the Islander game, they were, I believe, four points out. Four points out of a wild card. Seven points out of third place in the Central. So I take it back. We said four points. It was three points after tonight's game. They have forty-five points. Minnesota. With the game Minnesota. In hand. Uh, now, right now they're tied with Minnesota. Minnesota's okay. playing tonight, I believe, uh, later on. So that's they'd be forty-seven. They have forty-seven points. Blues have forty-five. They have a game. They have two games in hand on Vancouver, who's just in front of them. One game in hand on Anaheim, who's in front of them. One game in hand on Edmonton. And believe it or not, for the number one wild card, which is fifty points, that's five points away, and they have a game in hand on Colorado. And Nashville has fifty points for a third spot. So you're talking. You're five points away from, believe third it or not, place. third place. That tells you how bad teams in the Central have been, outside of maybe Winnipeg and Nashville, who have been okay. Winnipeg's actually been on a very bad streak lately. They just I finally won two I read a stat late last night that since I – was it no, late no, – was it November 21st? It was either November 21st or early December, the Blues have the – Fourth best record in the NHL. No, I'm sorry, in the West. In the West, yeah. That's how bad the Western Conference has been for the last month and a half. Yeah, the only three teams in front of the three teams that are doing very well in the Pacific, which is Calgary, San Jose, and Vegas, are all, all eight one and one in their last ten. So you're talking about teams that I thought they're playing so well they can gain ground on people. No, that, all three of those teams are tearing it up. Like San Jose has found their footing. Vegas has found their footing after a bad stretch. Yep. Calgary is now tearing it up. So you're talking like you're going to be facing some pretty good teams from the Pacific, which in the past we kind of thought, maybe except for Vegas last year, teams that you kind of could have a good chance of beating. So who knows? There's really no easy teams coming up uh, here. And if, if they do make the playoffs, amazing that we're talking that. Let's just put that in perspective. How we were talking about lose for Hughes maybe three or four podcasts ago. Two. Yeah. And now we're talking, we actually have at least an outside shot of making the playoffs. And they're back to 500 finally, 20, 20, and five. You've got to keep grinding. I mean, look, it's it's been four games. You, can, you this, team, this team could just as easily lose their next six. So it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, they just never you know. know. The way they're playing right now, if they continue this, who knows, man? And I'm going to say something and, and circle this date because if it comes to fruition, I want credit to be the first dude who said it. Could this be the 2012 LA Kings all over again? Never know. I, I, I have seen that brought up online, and I said it's a little early because they kind of like were streaky and then they hit a big streak in the last two months of the season to propel them through the playoffs. Hey man, I, I, I rather watch a team that's fun to watch and instead of rooting against my team to have like a crap year. So we get a high draft pick. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. So, um, I hope yeah. I got you're right. It is the 12 Kings, right? Yes. So when they were, uh, yeah, when they just, 
barely made it into playoffs on the last day of the year on a shootout, mind you, and wound up going, was it 16-2, and two, I think? I believe so. Yeah, so uh, so I'm looking at the scores from tonight that are be of interest to the Blues. So right now the Ducks who are on a – believe this, you think the Blues have been bad this year. The Ducks are on an 11-game winless streak. Oh. Oh, seven and four. No, no moss. Yeah, so they are right now – Tied with the Red Wings going in the middle of the third period, one to one. The Predators are absolutely demolishing the Capitals, six to one. So the Kings and Wild are one to one after two. The Jets are two nothing over the Knights right now. Another important one is the Stars are losing to the Lightning right now, one nothing in the middle of the second. Nice. And that's about the only one that really impacts the Blues there. So I think that Stars game and that Wild game are very important. Uh, to the Blues right now. The Ducks won as well. So those are the three games I would kind of keep an eye on if you're or see what the, happens there. Hopefully uh, they can prevent the Wild and the Ducks from getting points at least. I think that would be the key ones there. So uh, the only kind of news we got this week is one kind of good note and one bad note. Uh, some uh, injuries happened like we talked about. Uh, Robert Thomas had a upper body injury, more than likely concussion protocol. Uh, Tyler Bozak also had upper body injury. So who knows what's going to happen there, how long they're out. Uh, so like we said, Kairou and Nolan got called up in their stead. A pair of Jordans get called up along with him. Bennington gets the second star of the week for NHL. Did you play so, a pair of Jordans or Air Jordans? A pair of Jordans. Okay, that's so, Yeah, so Bennington gets the second star of the week for going 3-0-0 with a .974 save percentage. 0.67 goals against in one shutout. Yeah. And so not too bad. Quiet ESPN called him hockey player of the world this week. Yeah, that was on like, yeah, good job on getting uh, his head really big. That was after the shutout too. Yep. So, but you know how St. Louis loves to run with things. So we'll wrap up with one more rumor, which I uh, thought was very interesting. So I, I always do a good thing of reading, uh, I think, J- Jeremy Rutherford's chats. He always yeah. has some little interesting tidbits that sometimes doesn't make their way out on his uh, Twitter. So um, the rumor that apparently was going around, which believe it if you like, that the Blues have been, uh, you know, shopping obviously Jake Allen around, and supposedly a team is at least mildly interested. Okay. The Philadelphia Flyers. Okay. Swear to and God. I swear to God. Yep. Say what I want to say. This podcast is over. No, but it's all he said is for Wayne Simmons, actually. So oh, it'd be it'd be Allen, cool. it'd be it'd be Allen and a prospect. The prospect, unfortunately, due to how good Simmons is, would have to be something like uh Kostinar Kairu, is what he was saying. Ooh. And he doesn't know if that's a wise kind of choice since he's a UFA after the season and he's a little bit older, had a bit had a bad hip. Imagine he scored 30 goals last year on a bad hip. Yeah. But uh, he also didn't say at the end, maybe Brian Elliott? No. God, no. Look, I feel like I need to clarify this because we always make fun of him. I don't hate Brian Elliott. I don't. But I think it has been proven now in Calgary and in Philadelphia, he's not a number one goalie. He's a system goalie. And we don't have that system anymore. So why would you bring him back? Question. I'll, uh, I'll do a hypothetical for you then. So okay. let's say let's say the trade happens. Let's say it's like say say 
just for just to get this straight, let's say it's Blay and Allen and maybe a draft pick for Wayne Simmons. Simmons comes here, plays really well, maybe signs a contract. So you need yeah. a goalie next year. Let's say with Simmons signing the contract, you use that money that you're going to use on one of the top goalies you can't use. So you're looking for – you think Bennington, can, Bennington or Huso could be that guy coming up. So Bennington plays well the rest of the year. He's definitely be your backup or 1B goalie. So would you think about bringing in somebody like a Brian Elliott on maybe a two-year, couple-million-dollar contract to kind of just mentor Bennington and Huso just to bridge the gap a little bit so Bennington can get used to playing more and more games or Huso playing more and more games? is not one that handcuffs us. Yeah, like, like I'm saying, like a couple – like right now, uh, I had to look it up, but I believe uh, Elliott is – making not that much like 3.7 i want to say but let me go to the uh, cap friendly as it gets you an exact number so yes no maybe so yes depending on how much in length the term sure but i would also he would also have to know that he may come in as the starting goalie at the beginning of this contract but that odds are by the time this contract's up his butt's going to be riding a lot of pie yeah so let me go down here so Right now, he's Again. currently injured. Let's talk about that. They okay. have four goalies injured. They have two goalies injured. They're two stars. Elliot and Nuver is uh, I injured. I don't hate Elliot. I truly don't. I think he's a serviceable goalie. What What my problem was was the people who threw their arms up like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How, how could you trade Brian Elliott? He just took us to the Western Conference Finals. And it's like, dude, have you watched this guy over the course of his career? This was the anomaly. This wasn't the norm. I, and I give all credit where it's deserved. Brian Elliott was a stud in those playoffs. But we all know how this game is played, and it's business. And you always sell high and buy low. And there was never a better time to sell on Brian Elliott than after those playoffs. Yeah, so it's uh, interesting. So just to let you know, so – Brian Elliott currently is 33 years old, and he is a UFA after this year, and he's only making $2.75 million this year. So you got to think that after the year he's had, he would probably go down in that probably – I'm saying two. I was just going to say, if you could get him for two years at around $2 million a year, mm-hmm. fine. And if you, that's if you think Bennington is going to be the guy that you can – if he's a hell, even if Bennington's the one A and Elliot's the one B, you have somebody that you can rely on in case Bennington is falters or Elliot falters. You have Bennington, vice versa. I mean, obviously, this is largely dependent on us being if able you to move with Allen. Yeah, because I think as much as uh, I say, like I don't dislike Allen, uh, his road stats are very good this year. What a guy. Yeah, like he's he's under he's like under like a two point three under a two point four, and yeah. I think, I'm trying to find the exact one. Let me look up his exact stats. But like his at, at home, his save percentage is like weak. It's in the like it's like in the like mid eights. It's something it's ridiculous. It was weak. So, um, is it something like he comes back here and feels the pressure that like because he knows the crowd is let's be honest is pretty hostile towards him. I mean, look, it's it, it's very obvious. Not, not unwarranted. Let's say that much, too. It's not no, unwarranted. Completely not unwarranted. 
when you're giving up six goals, five goals, six goals, eight goals, dude, you're going to get booed. I, I don't care who you are. Um, and that's the thing with, with Jake Allen. is that, And I've, I've been a Jake Allen guy for a long, long time. But I, I think if there's any way to do it, you got to cut bait. You just got to. Yeah, I mean, career-wise, we're talking he's at 2.55, which is not awful, and the save percentage of 0.911, which is, I would say, league average. This year makes it a little bad. The last three, unfortunately, since the 2014-15 season, his goals against has gone up, and his save yeah. percentage has gone down as well. So that's not a good combination. Um, but you also almost correlate that as when Hitchcock wasn't with the team anymore. Right. Went from six shutouts to four shutouts, and he's had one last year, and he has one this year. Is a 3.01 goals against this year and a 0.899 save percentage. Not great, honestly. So, okay, so splits. I'm trying to see everything here. All right, so Jake Allen splits. So right now, he is on the road. He is 7-5-2 and the 2.21 goals against, 0.925 save percentage, and a shutout. At home, it's a stark difference. He is 8-9. Eight, nine, and two, a three point six five goals against average, a point eight seven eight save percentage. I mean, I mean, we're at the point where put Benningson at home and Allen away. I mean, maybe that might be a wise call. Uh, I don't know. So I I think if they do cut bait with Allen, it's more just because. Not he's a. It's just not working here, and I think it's too much pressure for him. And like we talked about with goalies, sometimes you just get in your own head. And I think, unfortunately, that's kind of what happens to him. And I agree. This hasn't worked out. And it sucks it happens that way. But I think for all parties involved, I think they're going to – they would probably try to move him in the offseason. Or at the, sometime this year yeah, in the offseason. I, I, I'm sure they tried in the offseason, but maybe this year. There's going to be kind of a goaltending shortage this year. Um, there's a couple of big names out there, but I think a lot of teams will be looking for goaltending. And maybe – 4.3 isn't an awful number, let's be honest. Like I said, if you move Yori Latero's contract, you can move any contract. Uh, I agree. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, if you need a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? I am at Hossapalooza. And if you can get us on Facebook, it's Blues Hockey Podcast. And that is the same on Instagram. And on our website, blueshockeypodcast.com and .net. Uh, also, please support us by going out and buying our uh, sweet shirt on glassbangers.com. So they keep having really good sales. So uh, they just had one end today, which is buy one, get one 50% off. So when I have the next one up, I'll make sure I retweet that and go out and get it. So I think that wraps it up there. And then if all oh, the download us, of course, iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Your, mama, is where your, mama's, your mama's mama's house. Yeah, and and soon to find us on Tinder. So, yes. so. we'll be on what's what's Jay Z's music platform? Title. Title. We'll be on title. We'll be on title soon. Yeah, that might be a good idea. So, I'll let you boys. Uh, yeah, for correct. Yeah, you rated review us on uh, anything possible that helps us out, and we appreciate it. I'd like to hear back from anybody. Also, email is Blues Hockey week. Podcast. We're all good moods. Give us good scores. Yeah, you know, hell. What the hell? Uh, blues Hockey Podcast at gmail.com. All one word. 
Uh, yeah, I think that is going to wrap it up this week. Reviews. Yeah. You love it. So we'll read a couple of those. Uh, we'll be uh, coming at you again next week. Hopefully some more good news right now. Not bad. For last four games, three Oh and one. Got to take, I will it. take that. I will take that. Yeah. So keep getting points. Hell next time we talk to you, if everything works out and the way it is, this, this way this year is gone, we're going back up on the roller coaster. So yes, we're we starting are. to do the, uh, we're like on the screaming Eagle, like where you're starting off the big hill. Now you're starting to climb that big hill. Now, hopefully you don't have to hit the bottom when the bottom falls out and you go way down again. Hopefully you just keep going ascending. Let's keep climbing like the mountain climber. There you go. That's a better analogy. Said so there's never a down, hopefully. So, yeah. So we'll see you guys uh, next week. See ya.